Hey guys, Morgan from Seven Dust here, and you're watching CMS TV. Perfect Strangers release. That is uh, Deep Purple with the title track right there. Going out by request to Jackal in the chat room. And uh, we heard uh, from the lovely Lisa Van S. She wanted to hear a band out of, I think they're out of Houston, called Rozzy. Yeah, I did not like that. Yeah, she said uh, they are a local band in Houston. Two sisters and I think a guy. Also, there's a wrestling movie coming out. I forgot who was it was based on. It's a family. Has Chris heard about it? Yeah. The Von Erics. It's called The Iron Claw. Merry Hand Jobs and Tasty Cake or Tasty Candy Canes. Yeah. It's called The Iron Claw. It's about the Von Eric family. Okay. I got to take your word for it since I'm not a wrestling fan. Yeah. Their, their biggest claim to fame is that most of them died. Okay. One of them shot himself in the chest. Um, another, I don't remember how he died, but he had a, he was, he was the, um, you may remember this name. I know you're not a wrestling guy, but in, in WWF back in the hate in the eighties, heyday, he was the Texas tornado. I do know that name. He was the Texas tornado was Kerry Von Eric, I think. Okay. <clears throat> and. I have zero interest in seeing the movie, quite frankly. I'm okay, well, you watch that movie before you watch Beverly Hills Cop 4. Depends on which one gets to the services that well, I pay for first. Let's just say they both were released on the same day, and you had a choice to watch either one. Which one would you watch first? Beverly Hills Cop. Really? Yeah. I thought you were like a hardcore wrestling guy. I am, but wrestling movies generally stink. Okay. How about There's, the wrestler itself? That's one movie. <laughs> but all the rest of them have been, you know, for the pride of my family or whatever that was about Paige. That movie sucked. And uh, I, I'm just not a big fan of wrestling movies. Now, I did like the show Reels that was on okay. Stars. Okay. That was pretty good. But I don't know. You know what? I watch so much wrestling now. I don't need to watch movies about the shit that I watch now. I, I get you. I think that's for the casual fan. Yeah. I, I definitely... One, I never gave a shit about the Von Erics anyway. Anybody that was in the territories and not in WWE, I just did not care about. Yeah, they were hacks, man. Rookies. I don't want to see fucking yeah. guys fighting in gyms. Yeah, I don't want to see bare-knuckle backyard fighting guys. No. I want to see the glitz and glamour of the WWE. Yeah, you want to see the you want to see the big show. That's right. <laughs> and uh, just before that, before that uh, Rozzy song, uh, we heard "Rip and Tear" by LA Guns from their Cocked and Loaded release. Uh, that one goes out by request to Henry Lee Summer, who wanted to dedicate it to that uh, bad boy glam rocker uh, Ben Benjamin in the mm -hmm. locals live chat. Okay, well, there you go. So we got men, men on men showing men love. Yeah. Three suicides, one toxic shock syndrome, and one electrocuted as a child. 
And I think one of them shot themselves, though, too. Somebody used, oh, it must have been uh, one of the suicides. Did somebody use a tampon in their anus or something? <laughs> I don't know. I thought that's how you get toxic shock. <clears throat> Could be. <laughs> but there's what there's what goes on with the with wrestling. All right, I I would not. I I am I am happily ignorant of the whole situation. <laughs> <laughs> that's one thing that I'm happily ignorant about. Usually, I want to know a little bit something about everything. That's one of the things I don't care if I know one thing about it. Right? Yeah, it's not for everybody. I, I like I like the soap soap opera isms of it. Okay. That's all it is is a guy. It's an adult soap opera, really. Instead of you know, this person fucking this person's wife, it's this person killed this person. Okay. Or they have a disagreement, so they have to settle it in the ring. Ooh. And jump Look each out. other. Look out. Hit each other in the back of the head with chairs and shit. Yeah. That's how you solve problems. No shit. That's what I like. It's just violence. I love it. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Do you have anything in particular? Um. Well, I'll I'll ask you. I have a few things, but I don't know if any of them are any good. Okay. I have Al Gore spewing crazy authoritarian nonsense about the world, and that was provided by Four Heady Trunk. Okay. Um, I have a topic. If a band re- when a band retires, is their music fair game to be played what by anybody? Mean? Meaning, awesome. meaning, now that Kiss is retired, would it be crazy if Bruce Kulick did it? If Bruce Kulick did a a Kiss tribute with him in it, but they not do. calling it Kiss. I know, yeah, but, but they do that stuff now anyway. But is it fair game to do it? Versus, I know they do it, but they all end up getting sued over it. Uh, I don't know about that. I mean, as long as like the royalties are paid and shit, I don't, I mean, opting a name is one thing, you know, let's just use Bobby Blotzer. Mm -hmm. I mean, he went out there as Bobby Blotzer's rat experience. Right. And that got no traction. Right. So then he just decided to co-op the name rat. And then it got some traction. And then it got some traction, but then that's when the problem started. Right. And then uh, the bands who broke off, like Jack Russell. We talked about Jack Russell. Mm-hmm. Well, after he had his falling out with the other band members of Great White, he decided he was going to go out as Great White. Right. Well, that ran into a problem. And so they got sued and they had to decide what happened. And then he said, well, then the judge or whoever was, they decided, well, you can go out as Jack Russell's Ray White. Right. You know, so it's usually not the songs. Well, what about, and here's what triggered this question for yeah. me. Yeah. What about Zach Wild doing Zach Sabbath? Well, he's doing that. I know he's doing it. I'm saying, is it fair game since Black Sabbath is retired? But but I don't understand the term fair game because they're they're doing it. Even but they wouldn't be doing it if Black Sabbath was still touring. I don't, I don't, I don't think that. Zach would be, no. You don't think, well, out of loyalty because he has direct contact with, with Ozzy. With Ozzy. Uh, let me think. Let me try to think of another example. Um. He's passed away now, but uh, Brian Howe, formerly of Bad Company, mm-hmm. 
after he and bad company parted company and, you know, they reconvened with, uh, uh, Rogers. Yeah. Paul Rogers. He went out doing Brian Howe's bad company, something or another. Singing the bad company songs. Well, but but the point is, is he at least was in that band. Zach well, Wild has never been in Black Sabbath. True. That's true. kind of my question: true. Is the music fair game for anybody to go do it? Well, has has there ever been a problem with somebody playing somebody's music? It's it's always been like a trademark thing, as far as like using mm-hmm. some name to 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 draw fans in or or deceive fans yeah. seeing something that they're not going to see, mm-hmm. you know, but I don't think the songs ever came in dispute. Like you can't play these. Songs. Well, I'm not saying can't here's what, here's why this is a question. All right. I need to know more context because I, I don't think the songs have ever been an no, issue for they're not. to go out and, and perform them. They're not. But the question is in the old days, if you went out and saw a tribute band, Playing set of Black well, Sabbath. Probably one of the better tribute bands out there was with when Ralph Staines was yeah was, doing was Atomic Punks right, and but you could go see that for like fifteen bucks. Yeah, but 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 Van Halen as an entity was still a thing. I know you're missing my point. Okay, I am. You could see point. him for fifteen bucks. Okay. In today's world, yes. If you go see Leonid and friends, it's fucking 75 to a hundred bucks. Yeah, it's not that if you much. You go see, it is that much. Here it was. Okay. Here it was $79 for, for tickets, for decent tickets All right. at Let's, the Roxino. All right. And again, I don't know how. That's a tribute band. I, I get it. But here, here's the thing. Chicago as a touring entity, regardless if there's only three original members or not, mm-hmm. Leonid and friends are out there playing Chicago songs. Yeah. But they're not calling themselves Chicago, but they're playing no. songs and they're not banned from doing that. But they're charging they're 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 uh, they're opting into taking that music for profit on for the for the for the price point that uh, was uh, earned uh, by the other band. Right, I get you. That's my point. Okay. Same with Zach Wild here. Was that, and I, I think his tickets are like fifty dollars a piece. Okay. But still, it's fifty bucks to see Zach Wild play a bunch of covers. Yeah, but you're seeing Zach Wild, who has a name. Okay. He established Black Label Society. But he doesn't have a name playing these songs. No, but he has a name as Zach Wild. Okay. So anybody that's had any name, if if Paul Diano wanted to go out there and do wham songs, that's that's fine. No, you're missing my point here now because Zach Wilde has a name and he's also associated with Ozzy. Yeah. And for him to do Sabbath songs as Zach, Zach Wilde, because he has a name as a performer, as a solo performer, if you want to call Black Label Society a solo yeah. project, he already does that. He's just doing more specific songs. Mm-hmm. So you, so your answer then is yes. The music uh, is fair about, game. Well, well, how about uh, how about Jason Bonham doing? See, I, I have a I as much as I've enjoyed that show and I've seen it several times. I do have a problem personally 
with him charging 100 120 sometimes $200 a ticket. Yeah, but you don't have to go. Why? Well, and I get that. But what I'm saying is he didn't earn that price point. Yeah, he's a legacy guy. He He's the son of the guy that earned the price point. Right, but he's a legacy. He, he's yeah. the legacy of the name. So if Wolfgang Van Halen all of a sudden decides he wants to play Van Halen songs, he should be paid $200 a ticket. Uh, if if he owns you know the the catalog or if it was willed to him or if it was somehow well, he doesn't own it he it's well, I'm not saying he does I'm just I'm just using that as an example yeah. that that he can do with that catalog what he wants if he if that was sure. the, if that was like given to him or willed to him or but I'm know. just trying to do the same exact thing as with the Zach Wild with the Zach Sabbath. Forget ownership. I'm just saying, if he wanted to go out and play a night of Van Halen, yeah, for two hundred dollars a ticket, yeah, you're saying that's acceptable because he has heritage. If he wanted to, and people are willing to pay the price, which I think people would, and I think they would, and I just, I just think that's craziness. Well, I do too. I agree with you that it's craziness, but, but. The market, <coughs> you could charge whatever the market will bear as the mm -hmm. old, uh, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, the old adage. The the, the capital system, capitalist. Yeah, capitalist. It'll it'll only bear what the market will allow it to. Mm -hmm. It just, I don't know. I, I'm so frustrated when I see this shit. It's just steady, nonstop. You know capitalizing no, off of off of off of other people's shit and yeah. no nobody I, I my my anger point i think is not necessarily at the bands it's partly with the bands but it's a lot with the fans fans and i'm guilty of it too because as i said i've seen the jason bonham thing three or four times we gotta stop going to those shows otherwise there's not going to be any new new music we're not even supporting new stuff anymore. No, but we haven't supported new stuff in the last 25 years. I know, but we need to because our, our genre is dead. I agree because we've got our favorite legacy bands still putting out records, mm -hmm. but the fans don't want to hear it because you got people like Jackal going, beer and piss break, beer and piss break. You know, yeah. if it wasn't played on the radio in 1975... Mm -hmm. I'm not going to listen to it, even if it is my favorite band. Yeah, you know. It, but it, instead, uh, they'll go see a bunch of nobodies play a night of Deep Purple. Right. That to me is just, you know, yeah. It, but and, and it's leading play, these bands. But they're playing the the familiar Deep Purple song. They are, but they're not playing songs off of Bananas. For me personally, I'd rather see Zach Wilde do another Black black label society record than see zach sabbath for me personally i'd rather get a new glenn hughes record or a new black country communion record than see a night of deep purple with glenn hughes yeah but the thing is is they're playing the familiar songs they're Everybody, playing what they can cash in on right well, but my point is is it's what's familiar to the fans ears yeah you know they're, they're not going to listen to something you know uh Zach is not going to play something from 13. No, no, no. That's my point. 
he's playing Black Sabbath, but he's not going to play something from 13. No, and all the song. I mean, all the songs he's playing are some of them are deep cuts. Like he's yeah, playing a, a national acrobat. That's pretty deep cut. Yeah, but they're still from the 70s. Yeah, it's not. It's not. You know, it's no. There's no Dio. There's no. Oh. Yeah, it's all fairies wear boots and that kind of shit. I, I get it. I just I, I just think that the artists are now joining the bands and just ripping each other off instead of creating new music, and it's uh, well, killing the business. Yeah, but nobody wants new music for whatever reason. You know, I, I'm all for listening to a new album from one of my favorite bands. Sure, and, and Me I'll too. listen to a song or two, and I'll go, man, I'd like to hear them play that live. And you go... Yeah. Hey, could you add that to your set? And go, ah, nobody will listen. Yeah, nobody will listen. I know it you just know, sucks. Like Dokken, they've got they got the brand new record out. You know, the the heaven comes down, and the 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 discussion for the last you know three or four shows left in the year, whether it was Warren or Fort Wayne or Las Vegas or the whiskey, mm-hmm. it's like yeah, we should probably put one, maybe two of the new songs in the set didn't happen yeah no because i want to hear just got lucky i want to hear heaven comes down or, yeah. or you know unchain the night or whatever instead i, do, I don't want to hear huh. fugitive i don't want to hear gypsy i don't want to hear over the mountain yeah, i want to yeah. hear alone again you yeah, know? but the problem is is that's the band's failure i agree. whether it's docking or who because i'll tell you last night i was not sleeping and i flipped on a metallica show from somewhere from 97 from the load tour okay and i watched that now they're metallica biggest band in the world sure and they were at that time they were the biggest band in the world at that point right and they probably played they played a two-hour set and they probably played five new songs and they just don't give the audience an option they never Iron Maiden is the same way. The Iron yeah, Maiden Iron does Maiden not give play the whole goddamn record. Yeah, but Iron Maiden's not giving the fans an option. They're like, "We're Iron Maiden. This is what we do." Boom. The the bands today, more and more of these bands, they're they're co-opting their own catalog to just do the easy thing and they're not pushing their new record because they don't make any money to push it. I know why. Well, plus they're not getting any kind of commercial outlet to play yeah. stuff. And I get so, it. And I and I get it. People aren't going, "Hey, did you hear that new Judas Priest song?" You yeah, know, and I get I, it. I didn't know Judas Priest had a new album out. Yeah, they got this new album out coming out in March, but they mm-hmm. released like three new songs and yeah. you know, it, it's pretty cool, you know. It's like, "Oh, well, I want to hear uh you know, you got another thing coming. I don't want to yeah. hear, you know, defending but, the, the shield or whatever. Yeah, whatever. Invincible shield. Exactly. But but if you look at all the, the highly successful bands, Iron Maiden, Metallica, U2, uh, Rolling Stones, you know, they're playing something off their new stuff. They all do. Well, here- it's the bands on the smaller level that have gotten into greatest hits mode for some reason. It well, doesn't make any sense. Well, here's the question. Here's the question. Mm -hmm. Is there a level of success that you have to, in today's world, I'm not talking, you know, 30 years ago, I'm talking in today's world. Mm -hmm. Is there a level of success you have to have achieved to be able to go out and have 
I'm not, I'm going to use a term. It might not be the right one to have the balls to go out and play your new stuff with no, uh, apologies before. And, and here, let me finish because if you're a smaller band who plays clubs mm-hmm. and theaters that rely on usually not the big, not the big, uh, promoters like live nation and stuff, but the smaller independent ones, it's like, well, dude, you guys are playing like six new songs and the reviews online are not that good. And I don't want to, you know, I'm not going to bring you in here to be, have a half sold thing because the word is out. You guys are playing new stuff and people want to hear the greatest hits. Are people, okay. Six is a lot. Well, I'm but using that two, an example, but two. Yeah. It's is not. No, I Two agree. is always acceptable. I agree. Even if they're shitty songs that do drive you to the beer line or to the piss room, right. you already got their money. Right. And I, I've been to a thousand shows. You've well, been to a thousand shows. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Go ahead. Has there ever been a show that you went to? Megadeth, Metallica, Dokken, Rat, Warrant, Motley Crue, Queen. Pick any band you've been to. Where they played two new songs and you said, you know what? I'm not going to go back to that anymore because they played some stuff off the new record. But but I'm talking about the internet. You know, the internet rumor is like, oh man, they're, and again, I don't know. I'm just asking the question. Would that deter fans from going to a show? I I don't don't think so. You don't think so? And I'll tell you why I don't think so. All right. Because there's 8,000 videos of these bands playing like shit. And it doesn't stop anybody from going. Yeah. That's a bigger deterrent than somebody saying, oh, I had a shitty time. Yeah. Well, I agree with you that, that the, you know, bands who have new material should at least play two, two songs. Yeah. You know, but the question always is, and I've had this discussion with, with like Don or whoever, well, which two songs do we bump from the set list to put those two songs in? Well, I'll tell you how I know the answer to that. All right. You take six songs and you rotate them. So you take six of those songs and you rotate them and you make sure everybody knows that the next time you come back, you'll play those two songs. Yeah. So, so this night we bump, say, let's use docking, just got lucky and breaking the chains. Yeah. Or two songs. But the next night we put just got lucky and breaking the chains back in, but we take out uh burning like a flame and, and dream warriors or whatever. Yeah, dream whatever. Warriors tonight. But you know, yeah. then those the next night we put those other two back in. Right. You know, we just you just every other night you you take out two different songs and put the two new ones in. Mm-hmm. I agree. That sounds like a good idea to me. Yeah, I think somewhere along the way, bands convince themselves or they they read too much online anymore. Yeah, and I agree with that, too. It's like enough with the fucking online play your set. What made you great was was doing what you do. And now they don't do what they do. They're all fucking jukeboxes. And then when they're not making enough money as jukeboxes, then they go out and do somebody else's music as a greatest hits package. They're just like, F, whatever. Don might as well go do a night of scorpions. <laughs> you know, if he could pull it off, why not? 
Yeah, play the Bleak Out album. Yeah, play Bleak Out in its entirety. <laughs> Why not? Sang on them. That's the. I I just think that bands have gotten the the small bands should be watching what the big bands are doing and and mimicking them yeah, to try and stay at that level. Trust me, I I've had these discussions and it's like, are are you gonna add at least one new song, maybe two songs at the most in your uh, you know, which song do we bump though? Which one do we take out? Yeah, it's, but it's, it's not that hard of a decision. Just do it. Yeah, I agree. It's not it's not something to agonize over. You know what? No matter what, and, and this is this this is the answer to every band. No matter what you play, someone's gonna bitch. Yeah, of course they are. It's like so. No play what you want. No matter what we talk about, somebody's going to bitch. Oh, yeah. you guys got to talk about politics. Oh, you guys got to talk yeah. about, you know. So the answer is play what the fuck you want to play. That'll make you excited about being there that day. So that you go out and maybe they don't get Dream Warriors, but what they do get is a kick fucking ass show because you had a little bit of extra juice. Because you got to play a couple of new Yeah. Because yeah. you got sure. to play stuff that you're not sick to death of. You know, I, I I don't know this to be true. Don's never said it to me. If he said it to you, I don't want you to say so. But I'm sure that songs like Alone Again, he's tired as fuck of playing. I'm sure of it. Just because he's played them every single night since 1984. Right. It's the whole thing we talk about all the time. Sure. How sick is fucking Steven Tyler a dream on? <laughs> he plays it every fucking or, or, or even even your partner, your radio partner, uh, Eric, with yeah. Steven. Uh, we got to play round and round. Got to play it every night. Got to play it at the end of the show. I mean, yeah. that, that's always the closer. Round and round. We got to mm -hmm. play round and round, you know? Yeah, I'm sure Steven would love to play a show where he didn't play round and round. Or way cool junior. Or, I don't know, um, lay it down. I'm sure he'd love to replace those with some of his more recent stuff that he still has more passion toward. Sure. And that's not to say that he doesn't have passion toward his music, any of them. That's just to say that, look, I've written all these books, and I'll tell you what, I ain't reading them every day. <laughs> you know, to, to me now, I start reading them, I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember when I wrote that. And I'm done. I'm flip, 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 move right. to something else. Right. You know, I, I mean, I, I, I just hate that we're at this place now where, where bands are retiring and somebody's just playing their music instead of creating their own music. You know, I mean, Zach Wild again, I'll go back to Zach. It's a great example. Zach spent a year and a half playing Pantera music. Now he comes off after a year and a half of not doing his band that a lot of us do like. And goes right into doing Zach Sabbath. Right. So that's going to take through another, probably till the end of this year when that's done. Well, for, it's for like, Zach, for Zach, that's a paycheck for him. Well, and, and that's that's it. It's like, well, my name is Zach. I'm going to play Sabbath songs. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I have a legacy with Ozzy, the lead singer yeah. of Sabbath, and I'm going to play these Sabbath songs. So I'm going to call it Zach Sabbath. Yeah, I and get the. We're going to come out due to quote unquote the familiarity of the catalog that I'm mm -hmm. going to play. Yeah, and I get that. But you've been to a black label show, right? Yeah. 
Was there was there any shortage of people? No, it was it was too overcrowded. Too overcrowded. Because I've I've gone to uh, the House of Blues. Yeah. And that place holds maybe nine hundred, maybe a thousand tops. Yeah, and they jam fifteen hundred in there. And they have, and I've I've gotten to a set a Zach Wild BLS show to where the stairs go up into the main room. Yeah. You get people the on the top, steps. You get to the top of the stairs, and that's as far as you get. Yeah, because it's a wall of people. It's so many people. So my translation is: he doesn't need this check. He could do his own music. He could do a new album or a so, new EP, but, but, and but, he'd make the same, if not more, money. Well, what what uh, size rooms is is Zach Sabbath? Same playing? exact room. Okay, I'm just. I didn't know. I didn't know if yeah, he's, play, he's he's playing. He's playing here. I believe he's at House of Blues okay. on New Year's Eve. All right. And it's like but, I uh, might actually go to that for Black's are, Black Label. Are the are the promoters paying more money for this? I think they're I think it's an easier sell, maybe. That's my point. Are they paying more money? They may be. They may be. Because, because let's say BLS commands, let's just say twenty thousand. Mm-hmm. If he's doing Zach Sabbath, what maybe he's getting thirty for that? He might, and and that same, just for the same size room. So he'll sell out. Yeah. So so he's making, you know, ten G's extra, more, or five yeah, G's more, or whatever. Five G's more a night, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, and, and I get all that. It just, it's like everybody has has agreed now to kill the business. Yeah. Because it's just capitalism. It's just yeah. like, well, what you know, this this is going to net me a more this kind of a profit over and above what I would normally make mm-hmm. to do the same thing, same room, same number of gigs. But I'm going to walk away with a hundred thousand dollars more. Yeah, yeah. I just ugh. well, that's that's how it is. Unfortunately, it's I it's know. a business. It's the music business. Yeah, I just hate it. I hate that it's all business now and no. Well, again, everybody's in for for the buck. It's yeah. it's not making the bucks now. Mm-hmm. None of it is about passion or no. It's creativity not about, or none no, of it now. It's not about musical integrity. It's not mm-hmm. about creativity. It's not about passion. It's well, who's who can I sell to the highest bidder? Yeah. Yeah. Oh well. And I got one more thing, and then we'll take a break. And then I think you wanted a full hour of Judge Aiken, right? I do. I think the judge needs to return to his chambers after a long hiatus. We can do that. We'll do that in a minute. Because there's a lot of cases on the docket. Well, I've even built a new... I've built a new background and everything so that we will be in the courtroom. (laughs) All right. I mean, I'm ready for Judge Aiken tonight. All right. But before we get to Judge Aiken... Yes. I'm going to go to, I'm going to wrap up this part of the show with two of our favorite topics rolled into one. All right. The Confederate flag and Donald Trump. No, <laughs> even more favorites than that. <laughs> Dokken. Yes. And Eddie trunk. Oh boy. So remember, well, wait a minute. Eddie trunk lives rent free in our brains. Yes, he are. does. Uh, he does. You, were you aware of that? I acknowledged it. I said, yes, he does on that comment. <laughs> I just find that hysterical. 
I love that comment. And I, I will love, say, I love the comment that you guys aren't wrong, but yeah. Eddie Trunk lives rent free in your brains. Yes, he does. I don't disagree, but I'm going to tell you, I'll tell that guy and anybody else is listening. These, these straight up truth. I think about Eddie Trunk and go to the internet to see if he said anything every single day. All right. Because I know that if he has, it makes for great content on the CMS. Yes, of course it does. So if that's living rent-free in my head, it's this little spot right here, right here, right <laughs> under my eye it was right or above, over my eye. It's right above your temple. That's right. It's right there. It's the it's, temple of the trunk, not temple of the dog, right. the temple of the trunk. The underside of this skin has an E and a T tattooed on it right. because that's the spot where he lives. Right. I'm all about it. Now, this comes up on the heels of something that we talked about. Remember we were talking about uh, Dokken always makes it to the stage on time? Yes. Well, of course, one of our fans threw me a bit shoot link of one of Eddie Trunk's callers from 2019. Okay. Complaining that Don doesn't make it to the stage on time. Okay. But, the, and, and that part's fine. We can address that if you want to. What cracks me up in this video, and this is, we've done this before, but since he lives in, in, in our heads, we'll, yes. we'll redo some stuff. Yeah, your, your head is in New Jersey. Mine's yes. in uh, Las, Las Vegas. Las Vegas, exactly he right. Lives, he, rents, he lives rent-free in my Las Vegas head. He does. In fact, we project the sphere stuff on his fucking head. <laughs> But here's the thing that just, I don't know. I'm going to give Ed a little bit of credit here. Okay. I don't know how he puts up with these callers. Well, again, we, we all, we've often said so many of these callers call in with the most inane questions, comments, yeah. and it's just like, it's all right there on the internet. Well, that, dude, that's not even, that, that's not even it in this one. All right. Here's the premise, and, and I don't feel like I'm giving something away beforehand oh, okay. by giving this away because it's so fucking unbelievable. The premise here is Dokken played late, and I had shit to do, so I couldn't stay. Is this Tammy? No, it's a guy. <laughs> I had to leave early and I didn't get to meet you. So could you make up for it by calling me? Yes. <laughs> it might as well be the same thing, but it's a guy this time. All right. And here's, and here's where it gets goofy. All right. Ed doesn't say, suck it up, dude. Ed says, well, tell me about the show. How was the crowd? How was right. It? right, right, right. I, I was like, Ed, hammer this guy. Tell this guy to stop being a whiny bitch. If you can't stay up to go to the show, then don't go to the show. Yeah. You're not going to believe this. You're going to fucking laugh your ass off at this guy. Okay. And this is every Eddie Trump. This is five years ago or four uh, years ago or whatever. All right. And Ed is still putting up with this kind of shit today. So apparently this is the, this is the crowd he wants. So let me pull it up here on the screen. I'm telling you, you are going to crack the fuck up when you hear this. All right, bitch. 
Of course, it's a bit shoot exclusive. Pew, 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 pew. <clears throat> All right, so here we go. Caller he's on Eddie Trump. Standing, he's standing there with uh, Mick and Don and know. Eddie. Yeah. So check it out. Here we go. All right. This is Jose, who's in New Jersey. Hi, Jose. Hey, Eddie. How you doing? Great. Good. I, I want to go back to Dockin, as a matter of fact. I, I live here in uh, Portland, by, you know, by Sayreville, and I went to the Starland Ballroom to see him a few weeks back, the day we, you know, we pushed the clock forward. Mm-hmm. And my gripe was the show was fantastic, don't get me wrong, but I'm going to be 52 in June, so by midnight I'm a little tired, to, to, to be honest with you. <laughs> and the issue was Metal Mike was one of the opening bands, and he got off stage about quarter after 10. And Don didn't come on until around 11.30, so I was with a good friend that lives down the shore, and he had to leave before Doc and even came on. And by the time I left, <laughs> me and my brother stayed over at my house, and we left together, and we missed a lot of the encore because it was already quarter to one, I was exhausted, and that's the night you flipped the clock forward. So it would have been about 2 o'clock in the morning, and my brother had work the next morning. So we didn't stay for the encore. But by the time we left, about 90% of the crowd was gone as well. Uh, the issue is, you know, they, I know he had plenty of time to get on earlier, but they either need to start this show or have less opening bands because Dawkins is definitely going to draw an older crowd. And I enjoyed it, but I know people that left that didn't enjoy it. And like my, like my said, my friend Roger bought a ticket, and he didn't get to see them because he had to get home. He had things to do with his daughters that was home from college the next day. So, you know, I know your opinion. I heard you mention this before that some of these bands, I don't think, realize that the crowd is not the same as we were in 1986. How about Click? If this guy called to CMS, I would be lighting up your phone with the, with the one-worder that just says Click to hang up on him. What the fuck? So, so Dokken or Don is supposed to take into consideration that the clocks were changing that night. Yeah. That, that uh, this guy's friend has something it, to do tomorrow. That, that his friend had responsibilities to take care of the following day. It was yeah. getting late that the, that the audience is now older than they were. 25 or 30 years ago <laughs> so all these things so i i could see don sitting in the in the uh, dressing room doing calculus going yeah. well let me see it's 10 o'clock now and my average fan is like 55 and uh oh the clocks go back an hour and people got jobs to go to and oh well we better get out there on stage well and, and let's be let's even break this down a little further the clocks always switch on a Saturday. So the fact that this guy had to go to work on a Sunday, not yeah. relevant. Well, not relevant because nobody, uh, most people don't go to work on the Saturday. And, and not only that, but he did mention a pertinent point, And a lot of promoters do this to try to cover all the costs. Well, they got to have less opening bands. Yeah. Like, like I think the whiskey, I think Don had told me the, the, um, they played the whiskey their last show this year, this mm-hmm. 2023, a couple couple weeks ago. Yeah. And he said that the doors opened at the whiskey, and before Dawkin went on, they had seven opening bands. Oh, God. Seven. Fuck that. How many, you know what, everybody gets 30 minutes? Is that the deal? And then Probably got, 20 minutes for some of them. Well, and then you got changeover and all this bullshit and stuff. It's just like, well, this is the club's problem. Yeah. Because, and again, he also made the comment, I know they could have gone on earlier. 
what what does he know? Yeah, how do you know that? Because sometimes there's there's technical problems. Sometimes there's it. it I I know Don because I've been with the guy for thirty years. Yeah, he has never delayed a show like Axl Rose and thought. You know, I don't feel like hitting the stage right now. I'm just going to sit back here and smoke a couple more cigarettes and have a more a couple more cocktails. I'll just go on when I feel like it. And Don has never been one. Of, and I know this much and I don't I mean, I don't travel with him or nothing, but I know this. Don isn't one that's going to say, well, my contract says I don't go on until 1130. No. If they say, OK, stay, this is how it works, people, in case you're curious. The stage guys flip everything over and the sound guys check everything. Once they give the okay, the stage manager comes over to the to the room where the band is and says, right, You guys well, are up. We're ready. And yep. everybody goes, Let's head up to the stage. And that's how it goes. Just that quick. Yeah. Nobody that, puts there and lags behind and goes, Yeah, we'll get there when we're good and ready. Yeah. Exactly. So I mean this whole notion that Don just sat there, you know, waiting, waiting for, um, to screw his fans over, I guess. Yeah. I'll get there when I get there. You just guys, you guys yeah. just kind of hang out. Mm -hmm. But bigger picture. Why isn't Ed stopping this? Because he, he, <laughs> that's a good question. I have no idea. Why isn't he <laughs> saying, dude, I don't give a shit about your friend and your mother and your you know, your, your time and the clock chain. I mean, Ed should have been like, dude, you went to the show. It, it was fucking for this amount of time. You didn't stay. That's on you. Yeah. That's it. All right, Tammy. Yeah. Right, I well, had to leave early, so I couldn't go to the meet and greet, and I didn't get to meet you, and I, it, yeah. you, you could make up for it by calling me and. You know, I, you know, I'm the one who, I'm the only one who cares about your music and I'm the one who buys everything. <laughs> yeah. It's like, Jesus. Oh, Christ. you're the one. Oh, you're the one. That's right. All right. Well, do you want to hear Ed's response to this? Please. You know, he's going to light him up, right? Uh, no. All right. Let's see. You know, we're 30 years older than that. And the difference is I went to see Everlast from House of Pain the next Friday and he came on around quarter to 10, and he was over about 11 o'clock, which was much more reasonable because he also had an older crowd as well. So I want to get your opinion on that, being that, you know, most of the fans are in the 50s, 60s yeah. now, and these bands come on at midnight, and my wife had me running errands all day. I was exhausted <laughs> by the time he came on, to be honest with you. Jose, so. how Why is that Don's problem? Well, that you're fucking henpecked. Yeah, because, you know, I'm a husband. I got responsibilities. My wife has me running errands. I had to take the kids to soccer. You know, I, I had things to do. I couldn't catch the docking show and really enjoy it because by that time I was exhausted. Ugh. So you owe it to me yeah. to work around my schedule. <laughs> that's what this guy is basically I know, saying. I know that's what he is saying. Yeah. Well, here's Ed's big response. All right. He's going to shut him down, right? Sure. How was, how was the turnout overall for that Dawkins show when <laughs> Dawkins played when they did go on? Yeah. Don't dare challenge this guy. Yeah. Just meet him with lighthearted fluff. Well, again, Eddie is commercially sponsored. Oh, my God. So, again, I don't want to, you know risk pissing anyone off or getting someone to complain against me because 
I certainly don't want to lose a sponsor because they pay for my two home ass yeah. uh, in New Jersey and Las Vegas. Unbelievable. Cannot just say, dude, you're a grown ass man. You went to a show. It went long. You left. Yeah. Suck it up. Big fucking deal. Now you're calling a national radio show to whine about it. What's wrong with you? You homo bitch. Well, things need to be tailored toward my needs. I guess so. And Ed's Ed is one of them. He's tailoring to Oh man, that sounds terrible. Tell me about the crowd though. Was it good? <laughs> really? Was there more to this? Yeah, I'll play a little more. All right. Yeah. How yeah, was it? Was great. I'm, it was it was fantastic. I, I'm going to say, uh, you know, you've been to the Starland plenty of times. Yeah. I'm going to say it was probably about 95 percent sold out. Oh, that's you good. Know, a little room to walk around, but I'm going to say probably about 95. So so it was you know really good crowd. But the problem was they didn't last till till the encore. Yeah. A friend of ours, his him and his wife drove from Pennsylvania. She just had knee <gasps> surgery. She's a huge Dawkins <laughs> fan. She stayed till the end, but barely standing. You know, she had, she had oh. a little couch in the back where. She Again, why is that Don's problem? Well, again, all, all these issues. This guy has got like a shit ton of issues, and it's like, yeah. you should have taken this into consideration. Yeah, but when you bought the fucking ticket, maybe you don't go to docking this time. Yeah, I mean, How about if, that? If, if a late night is just too much for your old ass to bear. Yeah, don't go. Watch you, it on YouTube. I'm sorry, you're just going to have to not go to the shows anymore. Yeah. I'm sure you get YouTube where you live there in Sayerville. <laughs> Fucking watch it on YouTube. Hey, that just reminds me of um, when your your uh, former friend and unfortunately passed away, uh, Mitch Kershevsky. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he had the World Series of Rock. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this thing went on for three days. It was yeah. like Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Mm -hmm. And I remember the one year that he had Dokken as their headliner to, to close Sunday show. Yeah. And Dokken had just got back in from Germany from the Walken festival. They flew in and they got in a little bit late. Right. And they didn't go on till, I don't think they went on till like 11. It was like 1130 or something. It was late. Because I know you were doing the metal show and it was a yeah. Sunday night. Mm hmm And they didn't go on till like 1130. Yeah, And your friend Mitch was saying, hey, if it's too late or if it's, you know, you guys don't want to play or if you guys are burned out or, you know, it's late on a Sunday, you guys can just, you know, I'll pay you. But, you know, you don't have to play. If you don't yeah, want he said to. he said, I'll tell people a pipe burst. <laughs> yeah, he says, I'll tell people a pipe burst if you guys just don't want to play. And Don's like, yeah, fuck that. We're here. We're going to play. Yeah. And they went on at 1130 and I think they played till like one. Yeah. Cause and I came over and caught most of the set. And then I hung out with Don after the show, <clears throat> right? Like close to two. And then, uh, I drove home 45 minutes and then I had to be at work by eight. Yeah. But you didn't have your niece that had a, <laughs> had a swollen kneecap that had to sit down for some of it, but, but I didn't have to stay. You yeah, know, you made the choice, just I like this guy did. It's like, yeah, they went on at 11.30. Usually, most venues close at 11. Yeah, but, especially but, on a Sunday. Exactly, but Mitch kept the place open until 2 o'clock mm -hmm. on a Sunday night into Monday morning, 
uh, to to finish out the World Series of Rock. Yeah. And, you know, and it, people hung out. Yeah. They were, they were there. But I had to go to work the next day, and I didn't go, oh, my God, those fucking guys, man, they didn't go on. To, it's like, yeah. I stayed because I wanted to. Yeah. And this guy could have either stayed or left or called in to, tomorrow with PTO or sick time or whatever. Well, again, this, this goes back to the world that we live in. It's like the world needs to bend to my knee. Yeah. Well, I got all these problems, and Ed, how could this be? And Ed's just like, eh, how was the, how was the turnout? <laughs> then we drove from Pennsylvania, and then oh, my man, did had you? knee surgery, and my cousin, she couldn't stand, and by the end of the show, it was terrible, and they should have taken this all into consideration. Yeah, they didn't come out and survey the crowd before they played, bastards. <laughs> what the Holy fuck? I know it's like, but these are his callers. Oh my God. I mean, we bust on his callers. Now this is four years ago. This shit is, I think this is the history of his callers. Yeah. Because uh, he placates that shit. He's happy that he's got a call. I guess, you know, and, and quite honestly, the best times with Eddie is when it's just him and his producer shooting the shit. Right. Not talking to these fucking dumbbells that call him. Well, this, you know, again, you know, you know how big of a fan I am listening to the O and A segments. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I listen to a lot of the nopies. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Anthony never takes a call. No. And he's just like these guys add nothing to the show. They're yeah. the worst. They they add nothing to the show, and then once in a while he'll go, "Okay, I never do this, but I'm going to see." Hey, John, what do you got to add to the show today? Yeah. It's just like, hey, Anthony, good listening to you. You know that time like six months ago you did this, that, and the other? I don't remember a fucking thing about that. What the hell? Yeah, I know. Why are you calling? Well, you know, I was just thinking about that this morning. It's like, oh, Jesus Christ. Dude, how many times have I said to you, I wish we didn't have any callers at all? Yeah, and and we don't take very we many. don't take very many anymore. And even when we do, you you get rings. It's Lou from the Lou. I'm just like holy fuck. <laughs> or Tim James. Or Tim James. Well, Tim Tim. I know if he calls once, he's gonna call four more times. Yeah, because he's he's so ingrained with the show. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I don't even mind Tim because at least Tim comes in, gets gets his point, and gets the fuck out. Now Tim right. has learned the game. He has. Lou, Lou, just trying to find every way to make a fucking. Race hockey reference show. with the n-word and it yeah, is he, like he wants to make some kind of a racist reference yeah it's like all right lou we get it shocking we get shocking. it lou you hate the shoppers we got it you hate the swedes <laughs> he hates the swedes he hates the swedes we get it but all right you want a little more of this a little bit more all right a little more and then we'll dump out here we go she could sit down and and enjoy the band so that's you know my, my only gripe with them is you're putting on a great show you don't need four opening bands, and you had an hour. You know, your drum kit, everything's already set up. Try to get on stage a little bit earlier, especially that night when we're flipping the clock forward, you know? And yeah. I'm not sure what your opinion is on something like that. Well, yeah. You should be more cognizant of these things. Yeah. All right, now, now he put Eddie in the corner where Eddie has to answer for this. All right. What do you think Eddie's answer is? Well, dude, you know... There's more circumstances there than what, what you might understand. You know, I've been around this a long time. Yeah, since I invented concerts. Right, of course. Right. 
Here's Ed's answer. Well, I agree with you uh, totally. What I'm curious about, Jose, is the fact that you're saying then that there was an hour and 15 minutes of downtime between the last band and the time Dawkins went on, that there was over yeah. an hour of the stage being empty. I'm going to say at least an hour, way over an hour, because, you know, but we were looking at the watches because my friend Rod, like I said, he lives down the shore, so he's like, I got to get home. See? So we're looking at the time, and he's like, well, if Dokken comes on by 11, I can catch a couple songs and go. Um, this was 10.15. 10, 20, Metal Mike finished. Um, I, my friend Roger left about 11, 10. Ah. And they hadn't come on yet. I remember texting him at 11, 26, specifically, and saying, they're just <laughs> about to come 11, on. 26, specifically? <laughs> We're getting this guy's minute-by-minute minute history of this show. <laughs> and Ed's letting it go. Ed should just say, dude. What time did they get on? I don't give a shit about your friend Bob and his friend Mick and his fucking car trouble and the fact that he fucking lost the wheel out of his trunk. I don't care. His wife had knee surgery and they drove from Pennsylvania. Yeah, no one cares. What time did Dokken get on stage? And did they play a full show like you paid for? Yeah. That's all we need to know. Not all this other fucking bullshit. Holy smokes. All right, here we go. So this was about an hour, 10, an hour, 15 minutes of downtime, and they had the drum kit and everything already set up. So I don't know what, you know, I don't, in the old days, I would have think Dokken would have been having a party backstage, no. but I don't think that was going on now. So I'm no, no. to figure out. Yeah. No, I don't know either. That's a weird one, Jose, and I agree with you completely, and thank you for the call. The, the, the thing is, is this. Why bands go on late? So many. T First of all, the reason why there are usually multiple local opening acts on these shows is because they had to sell tickets to play. That is incredibly common on shows like this. When you see three, four, five local acts on a show, it's because nine times out of ten, those bands were. They pay, they essentially pay. Anyway, he goes on and on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he gives the right answer, but it's yeah, like, holy they, fuck. They, they have to sell tickets to play on the bill. Yeah. My point is, why didn't he cut that guy off like five minutes before? No, because he's the kind and gentler Chris and Neely. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> he's Charles and Eugene. <laughs> That's just so funny, man. <laughs> but that's what happens when you're in a commercial, you know, a commercial entity like huh. you know, commercial radio. Because you you have to be you have to be nice. Yeah, have to be nice. You can't piss anybody off. You can't get under anybody's skin. You can't be, you know, abrupt or abrasive. Right. Because uh, somebody will complain and somebody will affect your. Uh, you know, one of yeah. your sponsors. And, mm -hmm. hey, you're such a dick, man. Yeah, man. So Ugh. then that's anyway. what it's all about. Well, that's Ed. So, that's all right, let's do Ed, this. And that's why we. That's why we don't do commercial sponsorship. That's right. Fuck that shit. All right, let's do this. Okay. Play one tune. Okay. And then we will come back and do Judge Aiken. That'll give me enough right. time to do what I need to do. All right. The wig is here. All right. And where's the gavel? Gavel. All right.
So, yeah. so what is the one tune that I have time to take a piss and get a drink? Um, play. Um, we need a longer tune. Let's go with uh, Scorpion's "Unholy Alliance" from "Face wow. the Heat." What? That's one that nobody has ever played on the CMS. Okay. Well, I think that uh, I think uh, Zach Zap Scorpion should play this on his upcoming tour next Maybe. year. Maybe, yeah. I think Don should go out and do a tour of Face the Heat. <laughs> Why not? He sang backgrounds in Scorpions once. He did. Did I tell you that I bought him the vinyl of what Blackout? Yes. Bleak out. Yeah. This past, I think it was March. Um, they were playing at the Arcata in St. Charles, Illinois. Right. And Taylor during uh, Taylor and I during the day, they had a you know old timey vinyl store. Right. In town, you know, independently owned. Mm-hmm. And she and I were just flipping through all the vinyls that they had, and I flipped through, and there was a vintage, pristine copy of Scorpion's Bleak Out. Right, and Don's um, name is prominently displayed on the uh, on the um, credits on the back. Okay, of the nice. so I bought that and bought that for him, and cool. <laughs> so so that was the launch of his uh, career, as it were. Right. So, good, good place to start. Bleak yeah. out. Bleak out. So uh, this one comes from uh, the 1993 release, Face the Heat. That's right. But I don't think if uh, Zach, Zach Scorpion were doing this, uh, I don't think he would play this. Probably not. Because it wasn't, uh, you know, during the heyday of the 80s. Yeah, it wasn't a big hit. It wasn't no. a boss hit bomb single. No, it certainly was not. So, so you will not hear this on a tribute show. I guarantee that. Probably not. All right, well, we're going to play one tune. Okay. We'll come back, and the Honorable <laughs> Jaken will be entering the chambers. So uh, prepare to rise and uh, honor the Honorable Judge Jaken. We haven't done this in such a long time, so there's a lot of cases we need mm-hmm. to get to. So we'll get to as many as uh, Judge Jaken deems necessary. That's right. So, uh, all right. Well, here it is. It's uh, Scorpions with uh, Unholy Alliance exclusive, exclusively here. On your classic metal show. Support the Classic Metal Show today when you become a show VIP on our Locals page. It only costs $4.99 a month, and it's worth that and so much more. Experience all the real and uncensored talk about everything under the sun, including sex, politics, pop culture, and, of course, heavy metal. Additionally, the CMS Locals page is the spot to get the audio and video episode of the Classic Metal Show commercial-free. Also be on the lookout for episodes of the Classic Metal Show that aren't released anywhere else. 
prize giveaways, and much more. Join us today by visiting classicmetalshow.locals.com. Sign up and take part in the best online spot for the Classic Metal Show. Join today 